tomorrow. Fair enough. Don't worry, everybody. I'm gonna start in a minute. I'm just eating my last chip. Um, I just got to church where we record. Um, starving. And if you go to VCA Home Church and you have anything to do with the kitchen, the pantry is barren. Um, <laughs> they, they don't stock the kitchen just so you have something to eat. <laughs> I'm here like two to three times a week. So? And I'm here like an hour, hour and a half. I'm here usually an hour and a half early before service doing the sound. <laughs> the least the chips were not stale. The chips I found were not stale. So thank they weren't open though. So I opened them. So if they were for an event, they're in the cupboard. So I'm sorry. <laughs> so if you haven't caught it by now, um, this is Noah because this is what Noah would do, and then um, Mark's across from me. I'm always the one that eats on the podcast. Yeah, and people get annoyed when you're fiddling with candy can you, packages. Can and- you name names? Give me names of who said that. <laughs> Uh, Joe, uh... Yeah. Last name? I don't know his last name. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Alright. So, um, so what we're going to be talking about today might be maybe a little too late, but we wanted to talk about it anyways. I'm talking about, um, the propositions, the things on the, on the ballot that, um, we're recording this on a Saturday, we'll be posting it later tonight, that's usually how we do it, don't think this is last minute, it's normally how we do it, and, um, election, general election is in, three days, Sunday, no, Monday, it, Tuesday, it's, uh, it's the 8th, so it's, oh, so 10 so days, we got a couple days, yes, 10 days, I think, yeah, oh, so a couple days or 10 days, you tell me, I think it's, Monday is the 31st, it's a week from Tuesday, yeah, the there we election. go, so actually so, we're doing better than we thought, yeah. so you have time to, um, <laughs> To vote how I would vote. Um, <laughs> how we tell you to vote. So, no, but I think it's important. I think I want to start off by saying with the Broken Space Pie is that it is important to vote. And um, you might think all the measures don't matter, blah, blah, blah. And to be honest, some of them are silly. And we're, we're going to talk about, we're going <laughs> to go, go through, through each all, one. There's only six of them, I think. Six or seven. And some so. might be a breeze, some might be a little longer. But let's keep it real. Um, what's more important in my personal opinion, I want to start with this. Straight off the bat, and if you do not agree with this statement, or maybe you say you do, but you do not live by this statement, then then us talking about this is irrelevant. And it's less important about who you vote for or what measure you vote for, and more important about how you treat others who voted differently than you. Mm. And if you're going to treat Democrats like crap or Republicans like poopy, you know, like, there you go, new word. If you if you're gonna treat the opposite the person who votes the opposite of you as crap, or you say, How can they claim to be Christian and vote Democrat? Don't they know that they vote for abortion? Yeah, I understand. And there are Republicans who vote for dumb things too. Praise Trump as their savior. And also bring in different politicians to have a sit down chat on their Sunday morning service. And I know churches locally <laughs> who have done that. I don't want politics at all in the church and I don't want our um, sanctuary filled with tons of, you know, USA stuff. Like, this is a house of God, not yeah. a representation of I mean, USA first. It's God first. Right. We're not a, a pulpit, and we're not pastors, so we can kind of get We're not? Back. No. <laughs> no and it, it, I've told myself in my mind, before we get to the first one, I told myself in my mind, and look, my dad's a pastor. My brother's a pastor. My other brother's a pastor. I'm going to keep it real. And I think I might have even told my dad this. No, I know I've told my dad this. <laughs> if he's listening to this at some point later, and he, he'll he'll confirm with me. But I'm almost certain I've told this to my dad, but I've also said this in my mind. Because, you know, I'm a little wired. So Crazy. Crazy. That's why I'm on meds. So, nine a day. <laughs> so, I told myself, if we ever, aside from aside from a few things like, a bo- like pro-life, we talk about pro-life in church. All right. for it. It's biblical. But the moment we start trying to endorse a politician, the moment we start trying to endorse certain measures, things on the ballot, that aside from pro-life, and maybe a few examples that I can't think of right now, but the moment we start doing that, the moment we bring up someone on our stage to chair about why we should vote for them, I would leave VCA in a heartbeat. And I've told yeah. my dad that, not that he's thought about it, and it's <laughs> right. like a threat, but I've told him if we, because we talk politics sometimes in the church, Yeah, and I said, if we ever did that, I love you, love Pastor Matt, love Pastor Drew Riverside, love my family, I would peace out. 
And I don't necessarily, I'm not super rich where I'm going to move, you know, but I would just pick a church down the street or something. You say, oh, how could you do that? I'm just keeping it real. I do not want politics in the service. Yeah. This is, this is, this is, um, uh, podcasts, of course, so we can say what we want. We don't work for the church. And even then, we did, like, during the pandemic. We did it a was, couple, yeah. We did, we did a service outside. It was oh, my yeah. idea. Yeah. It was my freaking idea, everybody. <laughs> about that. And the pastors sat outside, and you could ask them any question. And they were submitted beforehand. I wish I could have oh, gotten yeah, to answer yeah, them, yeah, yeah. but they were like, no, you just collect the questions, and we'll just <laughs> say it was your idea, which it was my idea. I'm the one who did it. So... And they and they could ask anything they want. Right. Trump, Biden, war, no war, different things. You know, BLM, you know, um, Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, all this stuff. And we had that night. So there's a place for it. But right. Sunday morning, you should not have sit-down chats with some politician. Yeah. You know, they even did a sit-down chat where they took a white cop, of course, and they took a black man in the church, and they had a sit-down chat about Black Lives Matter. In their church, locally, right. a few years ago when that was a big thing. These are things, yeah, we need to talk about. But it shouldn't take place on a Sunday morning or weekend services. And that's just, that's my rant. Yeah. So that's where we kind of stand. So we're going to go through the... Yeah, and, and that being said, we're not going to talk about the individual um, candidates or anything like that. None of the candidate positions. One, because there's like 40 different candidate like uh, offices and i'm at 15 percent phone he's so, on 15 yeah. percent, and it most of it is by party lines and we don't want to get into the dynamics of this is what this person says so we're only going to focus on the propositions like we said and just kind of because those are a little bit more up in the air they're not necessarily divided by party lines you know they're there's more room for interpretation before we um, get started so, yeah. one, one super like 20 second story when i was immature i'm not immature anymore <laughs> um and I hated both major candidates. Sure. Um, this was before people around me would say, look, third party. I wonder who that is. Um, <laughs> so I'm just like, I just can't. People say, well, you should just vote Republican. No, I vote how I feel. So I hated, hate the strong but I didn't like either candidate. Sure. So I did a write-in. This was years ago. I don't remember <laughs> I don't remember if it was for president or if it was like one of the local the one, ones. Yeah. It might have been one of the local ones in Cali or governor. And I wrote in Greg Smith. <laughs> So, Greg, if you're listening, you got at least one vote. So many midterms. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Now I think about it, it was it was for governor, and I just felt at the time, Cal, the, there's no the chance the that my preference of party would get in. Who cared? So, and I didn't like the person running on that side anyway. So I'm like, boom, right, right in. He's the right. I hung guy. out with him that morning, so I'm like, who should I? Oh, I'll just you know. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, first one on my paper here is redistricting Palm Desert. Well, what paper is that? <laughs> this is the uh, the sample ballot. Oh yeah, that's. Who I'm, cares? I'm half joking because it's it's only about redistricting Palm Desert, and nobody cares about that. Yeah, well, well <laughs> but it, but it's on here. Yeah, re- really, really <laughs> briefly. Um, to some people, that might matter. Some people, it might not. I know for people who get super into politics. Redoing that stuff, I know they've tried to do. I think they did already in Cat City like a year or two ago to redistrict it. So they read well, not read. I don't know what they created more. Right, that's what they're trying to do in Palm Desert. Yeah, create more. And then what people would complain is, well, like it was going to create more avenues where one might be Republican, one might be this, and then now it's hurting the other party because now that party that had the stronghold might not have as much of a stronghold in a different district. People get too much into that. <laughs> That's one of those things, vote your convictions. And to sure. be honest, I think God could care less if you voted on something <laughs> like that. He cared more right. about you doing kingdom That's work. But one other thing we should say, um, I did already vote. I mailed in my ballot like two weeks ago or something like that. So I will probably say how I voted on these. Have you already voted or no? Maybe. Okay. Because I'll probably say how I voted at okay. some point. Just okay, yeah. Not yeah, that I don't know if anybody cares, but no, no, no. I'll probably say mm-hmm. this is how I voted on. If I remember, I honestly I might forget on some of them, but I just want to throw it out there. I have already voted, um, and I assume you have too, probably. But I think I voted yes to redistrict Palm Desert. So wow, you get mad at me for that, but <laughs> I, will, I honestly see, don't remember because it was kind of like the the least important you, measure on the whole thing. <laughs> I used to live in Palm Desert, and I would say I'm for redistricting. 
anything on this side of the valley if it means switching the stupid electric company that would give us cheaper <laughs> right. utilities. If, if it means getting IID over Edison, then thank you. <laughs> then yes, I, I um. <laughs> we're, I'm in Indio now, so I save the money. Right, but I drive farther because yeah. I have to. I, my whole life is in Palm Desert. Work, church, food, like everywhere we eat, some Palm Desert. It's like oh. <laughs> right. okay. Let's get to the first real one. Um, no, that one was real. You're right. Um, we're gonna go in reverse order of the uh, propositions, and I'm going to read it straight as it's written on the ballot. So we have Proposition 31, referendum on 2020 law that would prohibit the retail sale of certain flavored tobacco products. A yes vote approves and a no vote rejects. Uh, 2020 law prohibiting retail sale of certain flavored tobacco products. Uh, fiscal impact is decreased state tobacco tax revenues ranging from tens of millions of dollars annually to around $100 million annually. Um... So for this one, it, you can look at it, I guess, in a couple of ways. Because this is basically just saying, do we get rid of this law that was on the books or not? Um, you know, the law is already passed and on the books, I believe. Um, so the question, you could break it up into, one, the idea of prohibiting the sale of tobacco-flavored products from a legal perspective. And then you can look at it from the perspective of, um, you know, the, the moral side of... of people gain access to tobacco and whatnot. And if I remember, the initial idea was uh, because they were flavored tobacco products, like fruit flavored or whatnot, it was very appealing to younger people. And the idea was that it was easier for teenagers and young adults to get into smoking because you have all these flavored products Mm -hmm. as opposed to just straight, you know, cigarettes or whatever. Um, and so the idea was by prohibiting those products, you would prohibit people from smoking. But as far as I know, I don't think that's actually changed anything. I think more people are smoking now than before. They just find ways to do it illegally, like to get it illegally. That too, but I, I mean, because you can still buy tobacco products, you can still buy vapes, you can still yeah. buy all that. You just can't buy flavored ones. Which is silly. But, it, it, it's all bad <laughs> it's, for you regardless. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that's a thing where it's like, okay, so you're saying you you're saying like no, they shouldn't have it. I'm just saying it's either with this, it should be all or nothing. Right. And we've seen them try to take away alcohol many, many, many years ago, and how'd that work out? What'd they do? They just had these underground things, and, and people just drank that way. You know what I mean? And they, and they hid these things. So you take away everything, people are just gonna find ways to get it if they really want it. They're just yeah. gonna find ways to get it, and people will still produce it. Right. I mean, history has shown that prohibition of things don't doesn't typically work out well from a legal perspective um and and i guess the question then becomes as christians should we support something such as this and and we'll come back to this topic shortly because one of the two of the referendums or the propositions are about gambling and things like that so i'm sure we'll come back around to it but as christians the question becomes well should we support something that you know obviously we don't want people smoking shouldn't we you know, want to put in place certain laws that make it harder. Um, and I think, one, it's not a sin to smoke. Thank I you. think we can agree on that. Amen. <laughs> um, and, and so from that perspective, there's no argument, you know, that weakens the argument. Because if, if it was a sin, okay, maybe we can discuss it. But it's not even really a sin to smoke. I understand people make the argument for drinking. You could say smoking is the same thing. But s- smoking tobacco doesn't alter your mental state in the way that drinking does or mm-hmm. smoking like marijuana does, right? So even to that extent, you can't really make that argument. You know, you could say it's a sin to be addicted to something. I mean, you can make that argument, but that's with anything. you know. But yeah, that's with any anything that can become a, anything could be an addiction if you yeah, and literally take on it anything. too much. So to that extent as well, it, it doesn't necessarily, in my opinion, make a good argument. So it this is probably going to be something I feel like I'm going to say a lot. <laughs> But as Christians, our first defense against immorality should not be On the, the law or yeah. the ballot, right? It should not be the law or, or the government to, to say this is how somebody should be morally, right? If somebody you know is smoking, instead of just hiding behind the law to get them to stop, do something about it yourself, right? Be involved in that person. Try to you know, help them out with uh, tactics to quit that addiction, right? Help them to understand the value of their body as a temple try to you know get them into church they can feel like there's more to their life than just getting by right whatever it might be for that person because it could be different depending on the person but 
try to be an active influence rather than just saying, well, if they can't legally smoke, then they're going to stop smoking. That's kind of foolish. No. <laughs> and, and it removes our responsibility to help these people get over those addictions, right? And, and it goes back to even kids, babies. Yeah. You take away something from them, now they want it even more. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then as adults, how that's even more true. There might be something like, oh, I don't care for that. But then the moment it's taken away and you can, no one can have that anymore, now you want it. Right. You know, that's just, that's just in our human nature. We want, 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 want. But this comes down to community. If you truly feel strong about the sure, vote, whatever. But your vote means nothing in my mind <coughs> if you're not actually sharing your life with people right you know like if you have a good friend in the church and you can see that it's hindering their health you know and, and you're and they smoke the flavored tobacco all the, that's all they do right nothing else and, and you can see it's hindering their health i know how i can help i'll just vote on this measure yeah uh <laughs> no we're like, missing the point <laughs> even if it passed and all that stuff and, and it got canceled that person even though you might think it's wrong maybe that person's heartbroken by what just happened and you say, oh, they're heartbroken over losing their flavor tobacco. Well, good, no, but we need to be sensitive to what people are going through because you're not going to reach them, especially if they're non-believer, you're not going to reach them by saying, well, at least it's good for your health now. Like, you just need to be there for them. And you need to love on them. It doesn't mean you agree with, with smoking flavored tobacco, and I'm not even saying that's a sin. I'm just, you might not agree with it, but how are you? how you act towards someone who maybe felt differently about this issue can go a long way. Yeah, and to me, it's as simple as that. I guess. Well, the last <laughs> thing I would say is you could make the case that our our body is a temple, right? And people want to use that case of see that's why they shouldn't be <laughs> our bodies just they shouldn't be using flavored Yeah, and you also shouldn't be going to McDonald's three times a week, right? You know, doing your thing there. You want to point the finger at some type of drug or some type of. I mean, like that, which, yeah, there's obvious effects to that. But you don't want to talk about the heart disease that you have that you don't want to get looked at because you don't want the doctor sure, to tell you sure. you have it because you eat out five times a week and you're an idiot. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Yeah, um, so I think I, I voted uh, uh, yes on this, on the referendum to bring the law into question to get rid of it because you got to vote yes on the referendum, then you can vote no on the law. Less, but, less laws, the better. Amen. <laughs> um so yeah, so I voted yes on this one so we can have the referendums, mm -hmm. so we can get rid of the law. Agreed. Uh, moving on to Prop 30. Provides funding for programs to reduce air pollution and prevent wildfires by increasing tax on personal income over $2 million. Uh, initiative statute allocates tax revenues to zero-emission vehicle purchase incentives, vehicle charging stations, and wildlife prevention. Fiscal impact has increased state tax revenue ranging from $3.5 billion to $5 billion annually. With the new funding used to support zero emission vehicle programs and wildfire response and prevention activities, um, so right off the bat, um, this unfortunately does not apply to either of us because we don't make more than two million a year. Um, you mean our podcast hasn't taken off yet? No, I, we're we're at like one and a half million. You mean a year. you mean the money we make <laughs> off the sound ministry we do at the church? It's not two million. The live stream? It's not two million. Dang. No, we're close. We're close, but we haven't hit the two million threshold. Um, but yeah, so this is only targeting people who make more than two million. Um, so this is like as close to like a rich tax as you can get. Um, but it only goes to the zero emission stuff, reducing air pollution. Um, I like how it says programs to reduce air pollution, but the only thing it states is purchase incentives and charging stations. So basically, like it, it doesn't actually do anything to target companies that pollute or you know pollution caused by people it's just like we're gonna build charging stations and incentivize people to buy cars yeah that's to reducing buy air pollution cars. <laughs> while those same like, people it's very misleading the way while, they while those same people fly around in in their yeah. in their government jets <laughs> and pollute like that and they live in their crazy right. big homes and all that stuff and it's like here's the thing it's not a sin if you are in favor of wanting the rich to be taxed more Sure. And it's not a sin, yeah. in my opinion, to say they shouldn't be taxed at all or anything in between. I think of you know I I know it's I know it's a little different, but like the story of, of the talents and the right. three and the guy who did the most of what was given to him. Well, at the end of the story, the guy who did nothing, the owner took from him and gave it to the guy with the most. 
you do something with, in a sense, money, but you do something with your life, you do something with, with what's been given to you, more will be given to you. So there are people who are millionaires who work their butt off to get that money. Right. My, my tax idea thought is, you know, why don't you just do a flat tax? So, you know, say everyone pays 8% or 10% or whatever it is. You say, but that's not fair. The rich need to pay more. But they are paying more because they make more money. So they're 10% higher. Right. And here's the other thing. God is in control of our earth, of our planet, of the universe. So we are called to take care of what we can as best as we can. So sure, throw away your trash. Sure, do some of these things. But there are certain things that are just going to be out of our control. Right. There are certain things we just can't control. And to force people, because I think like in 10, 15 years, whatever, California put that thing where they want us to all I have... It's, I think it's 35. Yeah, they, they want us to all have you electric can't, you cars. Can't buy, well, you can't buy non-electric anymore. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you own one, I guess you're fine. But you can't and that's buy just in Cali. But you can still buy yeah. one from out of state. It's just, getting, theory, yeah. it's just getting goofy. The more restrictions you put on people, the more they're going to want to fight back. Right. And the more you fight with the government the less likely you are to pray for the government. Sure. And that's that's where, if you want, are for a cleaner earth, if you are for getting rid of pollution, hey, I don't think that's wrong. I think that's even biblical to want to take care of our planet. You know? But at the same time, how you go about that personally, and then how you go about that in your community, um, goes a long way. And if you're just a douchebag, and you're just, and you're like these Paul's, we just need everyone to have electric cars. Well, not all of us have the money to buy an electric sure. car. And there's going to be hiccups with that, too. And the moment you get to electric cars, they're not going to stop. And they're going to like, well, we need to do this now. And, we need, and it, it's just going to be never-ending. I think it's one of those things where it's personal conviction. But just seeing tax the rich more, I don't agree with that. Just because I believe there are some, not all, some that provide jobs for people because they are rich. Right. You know, Some are just celebrities and they do whatever <clears throat> the heck they want to do and who cares. But the more money you have, the more likely you are to spend you're going to spend more money on things. You know, rich people don't buy the $5 shirt sometimes. They're buying the $50 shirt. They're buying nicer things. You're buying more things that's creating more business for other people. Sure. When you take that away from, when you see these countries that are, you got like 5% super rich people and the rest are all poverty levels. And it's almost all those countries are corrupt in some ways. Elections yeah. are corrupt. People live in homes that don't even have four walls. They don't have a roof. And, and their water is dirty, it's tainted. It's all over the world, even in 2022. Yet, the, the highest ups, they have all the money. You know? So this system is corrupt. You can say, oh, U.S. is corrupt. Yeah, it is. But the more you let them have control, the more we, the people, lose control. Sure. And we have to remember that God is the ultimate one in control. When we allow too much, when we allow our government to have too much control, then you're almost allowing them to have control over God. Sure. And yes, God is still in control. But, you know, when you see the lockdowns, you see all these things and people, oh, churches closed. Their churches say they're still closed because of COVID. And even some of them are spinning it as pollution because COVID's in the air. So they're still locked down. At some point, we have to draw a line of, yes, taking care of the earth, but also living our daily lives. Right. I don't think taxing the rich is the answer. All these things that you, just as I said, all these things, they say, oh, it's pollution. I've even saw someone say about when it comes to pollution, our planet, that it's hurting minorities more when we have a polluted earth. Whatever. <laughs> it, it's, but it's always, whenever you see these people talk about this stuff, it's never help the poor. It's always tax the rich. Yeah. And they say it's to help the poor, but really, they, they only zero in on tax the rich. It's never help the poor. Right. We need to take care of our earth. Yes. But we can't let it get to the point where they have so much control. Now they're going to start dictating how much power we can have in our houses. Sure. You know, how, you know, what cars we can and can't drive, which they're already doing. Biblically, we follow God's law. But it is going to get harder and harder to follow the government's law if they start imposing more things on us. Because right. it's, it's already hard enough in some situations to follow God and our government. And if we allow them more power, then it's going to get even harder. Sure. <laughs> um. I agree with what we say, and I don't add my thoughts to that. Um, but you know, it, it's kind of funny when I first read this on the ballot. My initial thought was, "Well, it's on people who make over two million a year. That's not me. So who cares, right?" Like, yeah. I had that thought where I'm like, "Well, this measure is not going to affect me. How much I get taxed? So who cares if it passes?" But then I, I the, you know, obviously once I actually thought about it, I'm like, "Well, that's kind of 
obviously very hypocritical. If I wouldn't want my taxes to go up, why would I be so okay to just let somebody else's go up? Mm. Um, because I know this is no surprise to you, but maybe to some of the listeners, I am against income tax on any degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Not surprised. I, I'm not for it. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, when I read that, I'm like, well, obviously this is no. I don't care what it's for or why. You know, I'm not going to vote to increase the tax on somebody's income. Um, but that aspect of it aside, right? Looking at the idea of well, what what it is for, I, I agree with what you said that you know. Yes, we trust God to handle the state of the world environmentally, right? You know, the world's not going to end short because we didn't take care of it. It's going to end when God wants it to end. It's mm-hmm. going to, you know, he'll make it work. But hopefully by the time after I'm married. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, <laughs> oof, I don't know. Um, but we are also called to be stories, right? We are called to take care of it, you know, and, and there is a point where we don't want to be careless, right? We don't want to be disrespectful or you know let things fall to the wayside like you wouldn't let your house fall into disarray you know you you'd take efforts to keep your house clean and to keep it livable and we should be respectful of the environment as well not just for ourselves but for future generations however i don't think that the best way to achieve that is through government force right it is by mandating that you buy certain cars or that you you know take certain measures um you know, I, I, I think that time has shown that, you know, as humans, we innovate and we adjust as we need to. And if we need to have cleaner energy sources and we need to, you know, have better working vehicles, we'll get there. You know, maybe by 2035, electric cars will be as good and as affordable as regular gas cars. But they might not be. You know, mm-hmm. they might need another five years for the energy sources to get to a point where they can support that. You know, um, and, and so to me, it's it's not something that I think you can put a deadline on. Right? Yeah. You're talking about innovating entire energy infrastructures of the country to try to match what they want to do, and we can get there. I have no doubt, and it doesn't hurt to use clean energy. It's, it it can only benefit us, but. To try and force it, especially through these measures of, you know, taxing these people make over two million, because it can start with saying, oh well, it's to fight, you know, pollution, and then tomorrow it's to to pay for, you know, housing, and then the next day it's well, you can't make over a million a year, and then you know, it's I know that's kind of a, the slippery slope fallacy, but it is, you start with these good cause things, and then eventually you get to well, we're already taxing them for this. Let's just add mm-hmm. on a tax for that. And and then there's no longer people who make over $2 million, It's people who make over 200000 and so on and so forth. Still not us. Still not us. No, we're, we're a long ways from that. Well, the, the last thing I would, <laughs> I would, I would say yeah. about, about that in, um, in general, and, and some of these things, um, I just lost my train of thought. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's well. I voted no on this measure, obviously. On um on on this, so yeah. I, I, I <laughs> well, if it comes back to you, we'll come back. No, to it. well, we can't. We we can't go. Wait, I have to get it <laughs> now. Put on the thing with pollution, things like yeah. that. It got my thought back. Thank you, Jesus. Bible times was probably a lot cleaner. Oh yeah. But they lived a lot simpler. True. Their diets were a lot simpler. Things they did were a lot simpler. Yep. They didn't have the technology we did. The more we increase in technology, the more we increase in problems around the world. We say sure. this is to this is going to help this. This is going to help that. But it's going to cause a problem with more division at some point. It's going to cause a problem in other areas. It's just the society we're living in. People hate this answer, but like if you cut one thing, someone's going to be mad while others will be happy. Sure. You add yeah. one thing. Others are going to be happy while yeah. others will be mad. It's just the society we're living in. And to me, we just need to take care of what we can take care of, what you and your family can take care of, and then move on from there. Right. Um, this one, super controversial. Prop 29. Requires on-site licensed medical professional at kidney dialysis clinics and establishes other state requirements initiative statute. Uh, requires physician, nurse practitioner, or physician assistant on-site during treatment. Requires clinics to disclose physicians' ownership interests, report infection data. Um, I'm kidding. This really is not that big of a deal. Uh, Obviously, my initial 
gut reaction was to vote no just because my immediate thought is more state involvement is bad. Yeah. But in reality, this really is not that big of a deal. Um, you know, even if, even if my gut is like, it's not necessary that the state, you know, is doing this, it's also, you know, hopefully a gateway for the private clinics to kind of do it on their own because there's no reason not to have medical professionals when you're doing this stuff. Then again, I don't fully understand the, the medical field of it and why it would matter to have the on-site but, but, professionals. But, but here's the thing. So I don't know a whole lot about that. When I read up on it and stuff, you're going to be wearing doctor's thing and assistant's thing because now if they have to have one there at all times, now you have to employ more people to be sure. there at all times. Yeah. Or you're taken away from their practices to be there so much time. And by doing so, let's be real. You can call it mean... People don't do things for free, so you got to pay them. Yeah. It's going to cost millions and millions of dollars when people, according to what I've read, maybe not everyone, people <coughs> who are going through these things, people who have to go to these clinics for these issues, they want no. Because what if you go there and they don't have anyone there and you can't do what you need to do That's because fair. the right person isn't there? This person's life's at stake. Why are we making things more complicated? There's always an sure. agenda behind it. Someone is puppeting something behind the scenes and they want this to vote yes for some reason that we're not going to understand. And I highly doubt it's a genuinely good reason because I've yet to hear on this scenario. It just it wears medical professionals thin. And if you ever go to a country where they don't have a lot of medical professionals, you're in line for hours. And it's just nuts. It's bananas. It's wild. Just to have a regular doctor visit could take months. It's crazy. It's insane. We don't need to wear our doctor's thing. And to be honest, this is one of those personal conviction ones. And sure. and honestly, if you know someone going through this, your my opinion isn't vote yes or no. My opinion is talk to them. How do you feel about this? Pray with them. Love on them. And maybe vote how they're going to vote on it. But either way, be there for them because that's more important than a yes or no vote. But if you're still unsure, talk to someone. If you don't know anybody... You can also just leave it blank. It's not the end of the world. True, you don't have to vote. <laughs> you can abstain. Um, honestly, I don't remember if I voted yes on this. I think I did, but this is one I kind of... You shouldn't have. I kind of skipped over a bit because I really didn't have much opinion on it. Um, moving on. Prop 28. Provides additional funding for arts and music education in public schools. Provides additional funding from State General Fund for arts and music education in all K-12 through public schools, including charter schools. Um, the fiscal impact has increased state costs of about $1 billion annually beginning next year for arts education in public schools. Um, in terms of from a uh, like biblical point of view, a Christian point of view, I don't know if there's really any stance that could be taken on this one way or the other. Maybe you thought of something, but I really couldn't think of anything that would, you know, uh, apart from, like, say, personal conviction, that would be like, oh, this is how a Christian should think about this or not. Um, from a my personal point of view, um, I, again, no surprise to you, Mark, but maybe to our viewers, I am not a big fan of public education. Um, I would not mind seeing an end to public education. But, there's a big but here, as long as we have public education... I'm all for making it as good as we can, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, but but the, see, here's here's the problem and the inconsistency <laughs> of that. You are not for higher <coughs> taxes, but this is going to cost us more money because the money comes from they say about forty percent. Hit you with some knowledge here. Uh oh. They say about forty percent of the state's overall budget is supposed to go to public schools. Sure. Along those in right. California, along those lines, so. The argument is there's not enough to go towards music and some of these arts. Yeah. And, and they say, I think it's like one in five or something schools don't have enough to, to have a full-time. Maybe it was the other way. One in five only have that. So there are schools, plenty of schools that don't have a full-time music teacher, public yeah. schools. Don't have a full-time arts, like specialty arts teacher. So, you know, the, the, the no vote, because we don't want to have to spend more money. People sure. think there could be funds spent elsewhere that are better, that we could use some of that money for the schools 
that would, you know, the increased cost of that, sure. we could use it somewhere else. And I'm in favor of that because you want your kids to learn music, then do it, get, get them private lessons. Do that because how look, they could learn, they could study, they could focus. But when you're in a public school class, at least the ones around here in the Valley, you got 30 plus kids in a class. Now, maybe if they do a, a specialty music class, they'll, they'll even if you cut it in half sure. to 15, even cut it lower to 10. So you're going to be learning how to play guitar with nine other kids <laughs> at the same time, 40 minutes a day. You know, it's just, there's not enough. You need that more one-on-one training. And this also comes back to parents. How many parents, I want my kid to play sports. I want my kids to learn this. And as they get older, kids find interest in this and that. Sure. Let the kids decide what they want to do. And and I get it. Some parents don't have the money for that. I get it. But, you know, at the same time, this is something that I don't think should be brought more into public schools because then someone will say, oh, well, we're going to increase funding for music. Why can't we increase funding for this program in the schools? Why can't we increase funding? For-? And then it's going to get to a point where why don't we increase funding for some of these clubs at the schools? And then you're going to get to clubs that you don't agree with. And then it just it just boom 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 boom. I I vote no because I think you can put that money elsewhere. I think biblically speaking, um, God's all in favor of creative worship. As much as I I bash on Bethel because I think they have a lot of things that are very not Christ like. If you dancing around for some reason, you feel God in that, and you your heart is running towards God in those dancing moments, those flag waving moments fine not my cup of tea i'll be honest but if you feel god in that and it's in the appropriate setting that's great if you want to do some of those things if you want to lead in worship if you want to write your own songs christian or not you know if you want to do these things to glorify god somehow that's great but um that's something you need to pursue and you're not going to learn a whole lot from some secular teacher trying to show you how to do some of these things right yeah i mean I, I, I see what you're saying. I guess my thought is if the public school is going to exist, right, and, and it's going to be there and you're going to send your kid there anyways, in my opinion, we should try to make it as good as we can. Not that I want it to continue, right? This is kind of like a, a short-term solution to a long-term problem, which is never the way to go typically, but... Because there's not going to be a, a measure on the ballot that says get rid of the California Department of Education anytime soon, you know, I want to make sure that the kids are getting the best they can, right? But this is a personal difference. I but mean, but, but is, that should be with, between me and you. Someone wants to learn sound, we can show them. Oh, I, I mean, I, I, I agree that I would much rather, you know, these kids find ways to learn this stuff outside of the school on their own. But again... If they're going to be there and this is going to exist, then it there's no reason for it to be, uh, you know, poor quality or anything like that. Because yeah, I'm, I'm of the belief that music and arts is as important to have available as, say, sports or other avenues but, but of education. We, we think of, you know, we think of music and arts and we think of learning guitar or drums or things like that. Usually right? it's either like a school, like the, the band, like a school band yeah. or mm-hmm. like a... Arts wise, you might have like a. a um... See, when I, I think of dance, I think of like the arts. I think of dance. I think of like interpretive dance. And well, I know no, that's but, ex- but arts could include like a, like a painting class or like yeah. a, a yeah, but like even, a clay even then, class. Or when something. I was in high school and they put me in an art class, I had to pay ceramics, like fifty. I had to pay like fifty bucks. See, I didn't have to. I was in yeah. Well, you were in the Palm Desert. You were in the rich neighborhood. Okay, like some of us had to pay for that up front, a small fee, and that's what covered those costs. Sure, I I get that, but I just think of things like, what if my money is going to like some type of art that I personally don't agree with? Now my money's going towards that. That's fair, but that's the the greater issue of public schools in general. But again, if they're going to exist, there's no reason to starve them to the point where they're dysfunctional and useless right if they're going to exist we might as well make them good places to be until it, we can get to a point where we no longer need it, it's not schools, that right? in my opinion it's not that it's bad it's just there's not a lot of them i think that's because if you sure. say they're bad then why are we going to put more money into it just to get more bad people <laughs> to teach it it's they're fair some enough of them are good teachers. that's the greater issue of public schools which you know i don't know if we have time to <laughs> i went to public that. school and i didn't really turn out too fine 
So there I, we go. I know where you're going with that. All right. um, I voted yes on this measure. You're voting a lot of yeses for someone who's libertarian. Yeah, I guess that says something. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, left, everybody's left winging toward. libertarian. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing wrong with wanting public schools. It, it would to be cost good. about one billion per year. Where are you going to come up with that? Are we going to increase the tax on people who make two million or more to do that? <laughs> I mean, Jeez. all you got to do is cut the money from some other stupid program. We don't. And you'll make other people mad. <laughs> all right, next um, one. I'm running out of time. Twenty-seven allows online and mobile sports wagering outside of tribal lands. Um, initiative constitutional amendment and statute. Allows Indian tribes and affiliated businesses to operate online mobile sports wagering outside tribal lands. Directs revenues to regulatory costs, homelessness programs, and non-participating tribes. Uh, the fiscal impact is increased state revenues, possibly in the hundreds of millions of dollars, but not likely to exceed $500 million annually. Some revenues would support state regulatory costs, possibly reaching the mid-tens of millions of dollars annually. Um, so basically they want to allow... Uh, sports betting um, outside of travel because I think you can bet on sports games at casinos I don't know I don't go but this would basically allow you to use all kinds of apps and sites and whatever other methods to bet on sports games Um, of all the propositions 26 and 27 were the only ones I actually heard anything about like there's commercials, there's billboards. Like these are the only two that anybody seemed to care about, which makes sense because there's a lot of money on the line for the tribes, and there's a lot of money on the line for the you know the sporting companies who can't operate in California. And you know, so these are the you know this 27 and 26, and a lot of what we say might carry over to 26, um, but these are the two that like everybody seems to care about. Um, and I know a lot of it was like, oh, the money isn't actually going to help homelessness or it actually is going to help tribes. And no, it it a lot of the debate was more about what the money would go to than it was actually the merits of the sports betting, it seemed like. Um, you know, it was a lot more about, you know, supporting the tribes and things like that. Um, but I, I don't really know. I mean, I agree it's probably not going to actually do much to help homelessness. But I don't think that's the key issue here is what the money would go to. I think it's rather the nature of the sports gambling and, and you know how that interacts with the tribes and with us here. And again, this kind of comes to a question of, I guess, morally on, on the, the, the side as Christians in terms of gambling. Um, and, and similarly to kind of what we said with smoking, I feel like should we gamble as Christians? No, it's not smart. It, it it's addictive and it can be. And, and I know you can attest to this. It's not mm-hmm. a good habit to have, even in a mild sense. Um, you know, and I'm not talking about like, you know, like you you have a, a friendly bet with somebody like twenty bucks on the outcome of a game or something. I'm talking about like legitimate church football fantasy right. league. I'm talking about like legitimate like going to a casino and and you know, playing odds-based games for the sake of making money, right? Like, that kind of gambling, right? Like, legitimate yeah. gambling, not, like, friendly bets, things like that. Um, you know, is it a, a, a sin? No, I don't even think it's actually mentioned in the Bible apart from casting lots, which yeah. even the priests cast lots, you know? Um, but actual gambling for money? No, it's not in the Bible. The only direct correlation would be the idea of addiction, which we already talked about, you know? And so... You know, kind of like we said, it's not necessarily the place of the state to regulate somebody's addiction or they're, you know, trying to stop them from it. It's our place to say, hey, you know, maybe you should reconsider going there, right? You should, you know, maybe even having ministries where we people go to casinos and evangelize people or, you know, hang out in the areas or whatever. Um, but speaking specifically to this, proposition um from a my personal point of view i i see no issue with this because it is you know not the state's place to regulate what somebody can do and it it's an opportunity for the state to make money um and if somebody wants to bet on sports games they'll find a way to do it i mean we know somebody i'm not going to say their name who 
tried to get people out of state to bet for them. They tried to do yeah. all kinds of things. <laughs> yes. Like, it wasn't us, I promise, but I just thought because I knew. You know, because like, they tried everything they could to bet on a sports game because they couldn't do it here. And again, like we said, the, the prohibition of the state didn't stop this person from betting on the sports games. You know, people will find a way. And rather than going through all the hoops to keep people from betting on sports games or force them to have to do it at casinos, just allow them to do it. They're going to do it anyways. And the state makes money off of it. You know, even if we don't agree with it from a moral position, that's on us to do something about it individually and personally, not to sit back and just assume that if it's illegal, then it's not going to happen and we can keep our hands clean of it. Like, you know, this is, again, that situation where we need to take the personal responsibility to say, you know, I want to go out there and make sure people aren't doing this. You know, start at home. You know, if you know somebody who goes to casinos or does sports betting or whatever, you know, start with them and then you can work out from there. But um, I, I assume you have similar thoughts, Mark. Um, yeah, this has been a big thing and there's been tons and tons and tons Tons of of commercials and once I think they're not going to pass because I read somewhere, I'm like, I haven't seen these commercials in like a few days, not as much, but some, one of them was, and I always get the two confused and one of them was like an impoverished tribe in quotation and uh, this will help homelessness and this will help us get our fair share of what we deserve. Of the big casino tribes, yeah. Of the, of the big casino tribes. And the guy, he's a chubbier guy, and he... And, I know what you're talking about. And yeah, he's yeah. like, this has been our land for so many generations, thousands upon years. Some crazy number he gave. Yeah. He's like, you call it California. We call it Oyosis or something yeah. like that. And he, I'm like, but you're just trying to, to make, like, how do I say this? I, I used to gamble all the time. I don't anymore... <laughs> Except for when I'm slaughtering people in church fantasy football league, which I'm in first place right now. Um, but the the thing is, like, if people, I don't agree with gambling. Sure. People work for their money. That's great. You know, there are people who aren't, and they want to take money from the people who work for the money because, like, well, we're an, we're an impoverished tribe. You know, like in America, we just work. I don't care what your race is. You don't have money. Okay, let me help you find a job. Years ago, I took someone, like, he said he was just really needing a job. I said, okay, let's print out your resume. He did. Print out a bunch. Let's go store to store to store. This is old school stuff here. And he went to, like, two places. And then he had, a, a, like, a stack of, um, of you know, still his resume. I'm like, okay, where to next? He's like, uh, oh, that's it. I just wanted to try these two places. We'll see. And then the guy went months without a job. Sure. You know, it uh, doesn't go to our church anymore. It's been years. But it was like silliness. Like, you want something, go get it. And that also it goes to the gambling. So I I voted no because I don't... It's Most of the money's not going to go to this stuff, you know. And the other thing is we don't want to encourage gambling. But at the same time, um, you got to look at, you know, uh, just like the fiscal impact... And we want to take good care of, you know, how we manage our money as individuals because that is a big thing. And we want to we want to take care of how we manage our money as a country because I think that's honoring to God. Sure. I think you have to look at it from that. Will people lose their jobs if if some of the, if these out-of-state corporations, you can do the online betting? Some people might. Or other, will this help increase funding if maybe the other way? Maybe. I, I It's just one of those gray areas where I don't gamble anymore. It was a problem for me. But I think it was more the atmosphere. Because like I said, there have been times where me and you and a couple guys played cards at the house, played, poker, had, had a gosh, poker night. Yeah. You know, usually you lose and you rebuy in and that's like our favorite part. <laughs> you know, and then someone walks away with 50 bucks. You know, yeah, like that's, that's not the end of the world. Yeah. But there are other people who like, no, you can't be doing that. Okay. But that's something, that you, this is one of the things I wanted to can is most of these things you, you read up about, you really got to read up about, not just follow the commercial so they'll make it seem like, oh, we're impoverished, you know. You call it California, we call it Oleosis. And that that commercial was so confusing to people and so idiotic that they eventually took it down after like a month, month and a half, because they realized they weren't going to win their their stupid thing anymore. Vote yes on this. No, it wasn't going to happen. So I, I think you just got to read up on things, be careful. And it, maybe you like to gamble here and there. I know people uh, who go to church and they gamble once in a while, and that's okay, that's... 
But that's not something I would advertise, like drinking. I'm not going to go out and say, you know, post pictures of, look, I'm I'm having a great time tonight with drinks in my hand. Yeah. Same, I wouldn't do that with the casino because it might make someone stumble. Can you play and it not be a sin? <clears throat> I think you can. Sure. Uh, I think many people disagree with me on that. And I'm saying this as an addict who played for years, hours and hours on end. I don't think it's a sin, but I think for some people they should stay away from it. Yeah. I don't think drinking's a sin, but I think for some people they should stay away from it. The way you're mentally wired is different for everyone. And I think some people can have an addictive personality, certain things, and that's that's what I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, ultimately, I voted yes on this because I'm a free market guy, so I'm all for competition and business. Um, I didn't vote yes because I like sports betting. I voted yes because I like business. Well, we know how well you do in your football <laughs> fantasy, so we That's know how true. well you do in any. I'm not doing any sports betting anytime soon. I'm not cut out for it. Soon. <laughs> um, so this brings to Prop 26. Similar idea. Allows in-person roulette dice games, sports wagering on tribal lands, um, initiative constitutional amendment, and statute. So let's- Also allows, hold on, also allows sports wagering at certain horse racing tracks, private lawsuits to enforce certain gambling laws, directs revenues to general fund, problem gambling programs enforcement, the impact is increased state revenues, possibly reaching tens of millions of dollars annually. Some of these re- revenues would support increased state regulatory enforcement costs that could reach below tens of millions of dollars annually. Um, I was a little confused on this one because... It says allows in-person roulette and dice games. Well, we already have that. That's what I'm saying. That's already allowed in casinos. So I'm not 100% sure. I I understand the sports wagering because I think even at casinos, I think the sports wagering is sometimes you can do it, sometimes you can't. I'm not sure how it works, but I was a little confused because in-person roulette and dice games, you can already do that unless it means outside of casinos but still on tribal lands. I don't know. I I wasn't sure, and I, I didn't get a chance to look up the specifics, but... Kind of, we already talked about it, I mean, about gambling, and and again, from my perspective, I'm all for less government restriction, more competition, and freedom of business, so I, myself, voted yes on this, because it allows for more business, allows for more uh, people to do what they want to do, and and more freedom, um, while also increasing state revenue because more people gambling, there's more money to be taxed in terms of the casinos and, and all that stuff. But again, the same things we already talked about with 27. Maybe you have something new to add, but it's the same principle of, you know, gambling is not necessarily wrong, but it can be in, depending on how much you do it and why you do it. And, you know, the, the bigger issues are on how we interact with people who gamble than it is trying to prevent them from doing it by that virtue of the state, you know. Um, And and simply, if you were to vote no on this, the casinos are still going to be there. You can still do slots and card games and whatever else is allowed. I mean, this isn't going to necessarily be the end of it. And so it it, it doesn't necessarily make sense to put your foot down and say, I'm going to vote no on this. But then you just go about your living your life, kind of like what we talked about before, without actually doing anything about it, right? It's... To me, it doesn't hurt to say no, doesn't hurt to say yes, but you're not going to achieve anything in terms of making people's lives better, yeah, regardless I, of how you vote. My, my, the few things are, um, so I, again, I, I think some of this is personal conviction. Um, people who, people, some of the people saying we need to vote no, the con of it, they say will lead to more <coughs> underage gambling and this and that. And I saw that with the other one. And it, and I saw the commercial for it, and it's like, I, and the one about the online sports betting. Right. And they're like, what if, like, I walk in my son's room or something, and I see them online sports gambling. I'm like, lady, that's on you I as mean, a parent. That one I get, because age restrictions online don't mean anything. Yeah. But in sports gambling, it's but, still as hard as But who gave them the phone to get on <laughs> right. that? Right. Yeah. Who gave them the money to be yeah. able to bet that? And you <laughs> say, well, they work a job. They Okay, fine. I'm just saying, if you are raising morally upright kids, right. then they're not going to lie about their age when they fill out those forms or how it works. They're not going to do these shady things like, we need sure. to stop this. Well, why don't you just be a better parent? Then these laws <laughs> wouldn't matter what happened. Right. You yeah. know? It's, it's a silly argument to make. It, it's a silly argument to make. And the other con, and people make these things like, oh, it's, it's sponsored by five wealthy gambling tribes who want to expand their monopoly on gambling to include sports betting. And then it says Prop 26 will devastate other communities of color. 
Like, what? Like, it's a weird now, line to draw from allowing in-person betting on these things to it's going to hurt other tribes. Like, well, well, and then and then they say it's, it's a thing where, you know, you're assuming that people of color can't have control when it comes to gambling, <laughs> but people who are, like, white, they can control themselves better. Right. That is, like... So, like a very racist statement to make and they do it in professional I think words it, right i think here. it's harder for less wealthier people to control themselves and they would say oh well, that's be, people than it is by racial lines right it, yeah. it's more poor people who have more to win i guess and more incentive yeah. to gamble than it is just black or white you know? um they say it it promotes safe responsible gaming and helps stop illegal gambling i think i kind of agree with whenever that's you fair. try to stop something people just find a way to do it themselves so you might as well just allow it to have said but we can't allow this in our town well why don't you i've said this before if you're you need to have your faith to the (laughs) point where it doesn't matter sure if it gets voted yes or no whatever the thing may be if so-and-so gets in or the person you didn't want gets in it doesn't matter if your faith is hindered by a a ballot or a measure going to it you don't want to or a person getting an office that you didn't want to, then part of your faith isn't totally reliant on the Lord, and then you have problems. My faith needs to be so reliant on the Lord that even if all the things I voted on went the opposite of how I wanted, if all the people I voted for didn't get in, is my faith unfazed? Because if my faith is phased by this, then I need to recheck my faith. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I ultimately voted yes, just like I did with Prop 27. Amen. Um, so now to the final one, the big granddaddy of them all. Um, this one has not gotten really any coverage as opposed to the last two, but it's probably one of the more important ones to the point where even your brother, Pastor Matt, made a point to mention it mm-hmm. um, You know, uh, uh, during the services, which is, like you mentioned, kind of an odd thing for us to do here. Uh, so it's Proposition 1, jumping from 26 straight to 1. Uh, the Constitutional Right to Reproductive Freedom Legislative Constitutional Amendment amends California Constitution to expressly include an individual's fundamental right to reproductive freedom, which includes the fundamental right to choose to have an abortion and the fundamental right to choose or refuse contraceptives. This amendment does not narrow or limit the existing rights to privacy and equal protection under the California Constitution. Fiscal impact, no direct effect because reproductive rights already are protected by state law. Um, So my understanding is that this is just a constitutional amendment. So basically, the law that allows abortion is already on the books. This would just basically make it an amendment. Um, That's my understanding. I don't think it actually expands on the law or does anything to it. It just makes it an amendment. Makes it more official. Now, yeah, that's what I say. The, The reason this is an issue is because a law you can revoke, you can change, you can you know, adjust the law, you can do what you need to with it. An amendment, that's set in stone, right? You'd have to go through as rigorous of a process to change it as you did to approve it in the first place, right? You know, amendment is a very big deal. Um, And so, yeah, my understanding is this does not change the law that's already on the books. It just codifies it as an amendment. Um, So, obviously, I mean... We're in agreement here that abortion is wrong, and you know neither of us agree with the law itself. Um, so that already being said, turning it into an amendment, it makes sense to not vote in favor of it, right? Yeah. Um, because regardless of how we feel about the law, because this was my thinking when I saw this, right, was regardless of how you feel about the law, it makes sense to keep it that way. Because their perspective is, well, if we make it an amendment then if the parties change in California or uh, a Republican president comes in and tries to make it federal law that abortion is legal, right? If it's an amendment, then nothing outside of it can change it, right? No Republican governor, Republican president, it's set in stone. And I understand why, from a political standpoint, they're trying to do that, right? They're trying to set it in stone now so that it can't be changed ever again. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, putting that... You know, political games aside, looking at it and what makes sense, <clears throat> even if you support abortion, to me it doesn't necessarily make sense to make it that amendment. Again, it's putting the political games aside of trying to get a hand up because you're preventing it from being changed, right? Maybe we want to change the metric of when the date of viability is or when 
you can or can't have the abortion, or maybe you want to add a certain regulation of what you need to get it or whatever, right? Like maybe we want to at some point as a pro-abortion person, you might want to change it. You might want to roll something back or add to it. And, and keeping it a law keeps it fluid, right? And I'm yeah. speaking purely to people who are pro-choice. Obviously, we don't support the law, period. But no matter how you look at it, it doesn't make sense to support this becoming an amendment because it, you know, I don't know, it, 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 it's not necessary to make it an amendment because it's, it doesn't really deal with any form of it doesn't really add anything of value, you know. It doesn't protect any rights per se that weren't already protected under the. Because the argument is that well, it's protected under the Constitution. Well, then we don't need to make it an amendment to the state, right? If it's protected mm-hmm. already, it, it doesn't add anything. Um, obviously, we could talk about the fundamentals of abortion and the law itself, but I, I'm pretty sure everybody listening, we're all in agreement on this. Well, here's here's the one thing. They want it that way so it can't be changed. Right. It's but a, it's but the problem game, is yeah. people would say it's all right, blah, blah, blah. But then there are other people say, no, no, this is what we believe, blah, blah, blah. That's not fair. But then flip the script. What if it's another scenario? Right. And that pro-choice a person. amendment to protect yeah. the life of. And, child, it, right? and it's the other way. And they're like, no, we can't do it because then it can't be changed. And we yeah. should have the right to vote. And if enough people vote something, then it should... So it needs to go the same right. both ways. Republicans don't like that. Democrats don't like that. They want everything their way, and they want to keep it that way because right. they say their way is right. The other thing is about abortion. It's not fully about this, but about abortion. Christians will give the argument, oh, well, you know, that's a baby in there. You can't, you, that's murder. I agree in the sense that if you go to court, someone will be charged with double homicide if they killed a pregnant woman. Yeah, so some people, yeah. they don't say, oh, well, it's not a life. But if you use that argument against someone, like you have a discussion with someone and you say it's a, it's a baby in the womb, that dis- that's not a good argument to make with abortionists because they're going to tell you I through agree. science that it's, oh, that's, it, look, this is what science says. Even though science, if you look at the right science, will prove otherwise. You know, These are certain things that it's just not the best idea to get into an argument with someone over with. You know, you pray for them, you love them. And if you can have a mature discussion, tell them outside of just, well, the Bible says so. Or because it's a baby in there. Actually have thoughtful, yeah. you know, because there is, the Bible has provided us. And throughout the years, as science has grown, science through the lens of the Bible has shown us why pro-life needs to be pro-life. Yeah. And why these things, why there's benefits to it and why God made it this way. And when you just say, well, the Bible told me so, that's just a cop-out for you not truly reading your Bible. When you say, well, it's just a life in it, that's just a cop-out for you not studying your Bible and looking at science and why it truly means that. Because you're not going to win the argument just by saying, well, science proves it. Show me the science. That's where it comes down to be ready in season and out. And we need to be able to answer these life stuff's questions. Because you're going to have people who probably have the wrong motives in their mind, but they're going to come to you and be like, well, why are you pro-life? And they're going to try to catch you and get you to slip up just like... They did with Jesus when the Pharisees. I'm not equating us to Jesus, but we're his disciples. So that's where it comes down to the thing where we need to be ready in season out. So yes, we vote appropriately on that. But then we take steps to love on people and care for people and not have picket signs outside of Planned Parenthood. And people say, well, so are you, you know, like they ask me, sometimes, like, what do you think about state funding for Planned Parenthood? I said, my faith isn't dependent on how much money Planned Parenthood gets. And I think if you're going to be fair, if it was up to me, I don't care if Planned Parenthood gets money. Then give the same amount to pro-life clinics. The same exact amount. Because those pro-life clinics that survive, they survive mostly, not all, but probably mostly off donations of people and fundraisers. And um, places places like Planned Parenthood, mostly, not all, but mostly, depend. they get lots of government funding. Either give it the same amount to both or to none. And let them sink or swim based off how much people really believe in the, in what they do. People might not even care about, you know, um, like the, the pro-choice clinics. But because their taxpayers are already paying for it, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm fine with that. But if you ask them, hey, we need to raise money. We're not getting money for this anymore. Do people care enough to put that much money into it? Sure. I guarantee you the Christians would in their <coughs> pro-life clinics. Yeah. But the pro-choicers won't because it's already being taken out of our paychecks to go to it. Yeah. Um, that's my final thought. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you that. In terms of arguing against somebody who's pro-life, I, I think a lot of, I mean pro-choice, a lot of the arguments that we present usually aren't the best. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of pro-lifers aren't good at arguing the, the point. 
Um, and, and I think rather than trying to fight them with words, I think we need to just fall back on our faith, pray about it, and you know it's going to take a, a societal change to really see uh, you know abortion done away with. Right? It's not something that we can you know pass by law or just because the Supreme Court says something doesn't mean all right that's how it is. Right? It's going to be in a, uh, it's going to require a massive change of how society thinks and, and feels right yeah, at least starts in of, the church yeah at least half starts in the and, church and starts yeah. doing your freaking job yeah and exactly right it, it's it starts with just like you know pastor mark was preaching on revival and one of his big points was it starts with you right mm-hmm. it doesn't start with the church or the nation or anything like that it starts with you praying committing yourself and it's the same with stuff like this, right? Voting no on, on Prop 1 doesn't automatically mean that abortion is done away with in, in California, right? It's not that easy. Even if you, even if there was a, a if this said instead constitutional right to uh, protecting the fetus, right? If that's what is the exact opposite, voting yes on that doesn't automatically mean the issue solved, right? Even if it's not legally available to people, they'll still do it. They'll go out of state. They'll, they'll find ways around it. Um, and... and it's more than just, and this is kind of a three point we've talked about. You know, we, trying to regulate morality doesn't work, right? The no. law can't regulate morality; um, only the individual can, and that falls on us to uh, to be the ones who are getting involved in people's lives, right? You know, it, it's not the job of of California or the U.S. government to make people good Christians. It's our job to put that in their lives and get them on that path. Um, and so speaking to Prop 1 here, I guess my final thoughts is, and this is true with a lot of what we've talked about with these propositions, is is when you're reading these ballots, not just this year, but in two years and four years, don't just think about it as what do I want people to do, but what can I be doing better, Right. Not just, oh, if the state does it, I don't have to worry about it. It's like, no, how can I get involved? How can I help people who are gambling? How can I help people who are addicted to tobacco? How can I help people who are seeking abortions, right? Not just how can the state regulate them to do better, but what can I do to make them better? Mm -hmm. Um, So that being said, obviously, I voted yes on this. (laughs) Um, No, I I voted no, and and that's it. That's all. uh, That's our take. Thank you guys for listening. This is Broken This Fake Podcast. Um, check us out on all major podcast platforms. And you might agree, you might not. You might have heard the title or read the title. Well, we disagree it. with each other yeah. on a few, so I'm sure they disagree. You might have read the title and been like, no, I'm not going to listen to this. But maybe you've made it this far. Thank you guys for listening. Um, deuces. Peace.